0: Kings of the Beach. Kings Kings of of the the beach.
1: Beach.
0: And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And while I'm sure we'd all love to be playing some beach volleyball right now, it's the winter and uh, we actually just had our first snowfall in New York City today, which was like they wouldn't shut up about how it was a record that it like hasn't snowed in January in New York City for like uh, the first time in 155 years, which is really just shorthand for the first time since it's been recorded because they didn't record (laughs) snowfall like that before 155 years ago. But we have to be respectful to, you know, our uh, listeners down under because it's summer there. And that always throws me for a loop. How, many, how often do you guys think about the fact that, like, when you're freezing your ass off that it's actually summer for, like, half this world?
2: Yeah, it's really weird because, like, like, if I were to travel to Australia like a day before my birthday, then I would have my birthday delayed by, like, six months. And then, like, Backwards as well. So if you just keep traveling like from north to south, north to south, you'll never age, at least on paper.
1: That checks that adds up. There's absolutely no flaws in that logic.
2: Well, I think it's just that the flight itself takes
0: that <laughs> same amount of time. So technically you're aging in the flight, right? Like it takes like six months to get to
2: us. Yeah. <laughs> something like well, that. Well, they
1: really are just flying you around and then they land you somewhere in South America and tell you like that. that's true. I
0: Sean, very on brand of you to mention Australia though, because um, not only are they one of the uh, beaches you can play as in Kings of the Beach, you story. can't you can't play as the beach. I should have I should have said that correctly. What I meant to say was that's one of the locations you can go to in Kings of the Beach uh, is Australia. But also, we have listeners in Australia based on information that I get from uh, anchor our like podcast host. So, um, you know, hello. Uh, I don't know if they, how, how do they say hello. Good day. Um, yeah, hey guys. Day. Yeah, uh, we're here and um, we're finally hello. representing our Australian fan base in a is game. that... Is this in
2: Australia? What's that? I, I mean, all the guys that I see like bios for are all from California, so I just didn't realize how much of like Australia is in this game.
0: Well, aren't there like five beaches that you go to? I suppose. Yeah, so it's the the beach location is like first it starts off with like San Diego, then Chicago, and then they're like, now nah, let's take it up a notch. And by the end, you're in Australia. Um, is it
2: Chicago and beach? I I don't
0: know. I'm just yeah. I'm literally just giving what the game gave us. You know? Wow. <laughs> Can't I do only much played more on the than one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a good question though. What happens in the Chicago beach? Is that just like? Is that even in Chicago proper? Like why say Chicago?
1: Yeah. Some goofy Well, I goofy think, stuff. you know, sometimes... I'm, I'm imagining that, like, beach volleyball leagues will have to, like, just make fake beaches. Oh,
2: oh. I see. It's the top. <laughs> okay, I see that it's saying, like, oh, you're in San Diego now. I guess I never read that.
0: Well, you don't have to read that because, um, uh, you know, to your point, Sean, the, the gameplay experience doesn't change between San Diego, Chicago. It's not like, you know, in Australia, the whole screen is uh, upside down when you're playing. They didn't do <laughs> That's that. That's true.
2: You have to do that on your end. Which way does the toilet
0: flush, though? Up. Which way does the water flush <laughs> in, the, uh, in the ocean behind you in the, at the beach? Right. Right. Uh, okay, enough silliness. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, this game. game. Uh, Sean, you mentioned that you thought the guys are from California. I'm sure most of them are because that's where a lot of these great uh, beach volleyball players are from. But these are actually some real beach volleyball players. Um, Sinjin Smith. Randy Stoklos, um, Ron Von Hagen. What is up with these names? Like, do, they, do you have to have a somewhat like these are like reminiscent of baseball players in the early 1900s?
2: <laughs> I actually did not know that there was like a professional circuit for this. And I thought that they were made up until like I was on the Wikipedia page and they had pages. So, um, were you aware of these guys before we played this game? Absolutely not. And I, I you know, this is no
0: offense to any particular sport, be it beach volleyball or what I'm about to mention with darts, but like if if there's a league for darts and and they travel <laughs> and they do stuff, then surely there must be a league for most things. Darts True. is a is a very, you know, it, it takes a lot of talent. To hit those things as precise as they do. And especially when they get like right underneath it, too. Like you just find like the smallest crevice of thing to like land right on it. How do they have such precision? Incredible. But nevertheless, that also means that like, no, I wasn't surprised to find out that there are professional beach volleyball players. I just didn't know these guys. Is it, you know, they're, they're trying to make them seem like you've seen them on ESPN yeah, or something like that. I guess that was more tra- my
2: point because, yeah, while I'm, I was aware that there is like leagues for stuff like, uh, Like darts. I don't remember there being a game released with like the likenesses of professional dart players.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because, especially, I gotta imagine, in 1990, this information would be so niche. It's not like even if you had the game, you could Google these people and and you're not watching them on on TV. So it is interesting that they, you know, still took the effort to like (laughs) to make these based on real people. Yeah, you'd have to go to like a library and
2: borrow a sports atlas or something
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) but anyone who's into beach volleyball which would you know be somewhat of this target audience i think most people would just will just get this game regardless but like you know if you're into beach volleyball an endorsement always helps right i don't think that uh I i don't know this for a fact i'm just throwing it out there i feel like tony hawk's pro skater the games not maybe not all of them but i feel like those games sold better than a game titled Just Skate, which is maybe a better game, but I feel like because you get the brand endorsement of somebody like Tony Hawk, right? It's like you might as well get the best beach volleyball player too, right? Even if you don't like, thankfully, they didn't name the game, uh, St. John Smith's Beach Volleyball, right? Like <laughs> yeah. they did give it a clever name, but like you know, if you're if you're familiar with beach volleyball at all and you see those guys, it'd be some kind of selling point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I yeah, and I also think that they're maybe not in nineteen ninety, maybe so. But like I think there's a there's a period of time where St. John Smith's beach volleyball would sell even if people didn't know who he was, because they're like, oh, this is legit. It's got a professional volleyball player endorsing it.
0: Right, right. That's true. We've we've seen that even just with um with some of the golf games, which I'm not saying those guys aren't um great golfers, but sometimes you get surprised of like Okay. I guess they couldn't get the number one player. So they said, well, just, you know, even baseball that happens a lot. Uh, Sean, I believe you mentioned in our Genghis Khan episode, Mike Piazza, who was the, uh, greatest Mets catcher and, uh, he got a baseball game and he was never the best in the league or won any MVP voting of, of any sort, but they gave him an endorsement and a deal for, uh, Mike Piazza's strike zone. So why not? Right? Like, I, I hear you, Joe. They're probably, especially with a name like Sinjin Smith, probably could have sold well.
2: Yeah, I know it's also just for, like, a different international audience, but there's also uh there's Don Bradman Cricket. So, I imagine, like, maybe Don Bradman is the Mike Piazza of cricket. Or, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know who Dave Mira was before Dave Mira's BMX Pro Skater 2 Underground. But, like, so, yeah, it... I, I don't know when that sort of being like a, a video game trope, but it could have been used here. Sinjin Smith's a pretty cool name.
0: I dig it, but not all of the characters in this game are real. And uh, I think that's apparent with uh hard hat, Mac and Lester who showed up in the uh, skater die series. Those are EA characters and you guessed it. EA made this game. So, um, you know, I, I, I think they could have even, I don't know, like, where EA is in their timeline of games they've released, but I feel like they could have embraced that even more. It feels weird to only include, like, two characters that are make-believe and then the rest are totally real with bios and stuff. Like, I don't know, could have, could have had a little more flair to it, right?
2: Well, we haven't yet reached the Super Smash Brosification of games
0: that's true. That's true. This was more like an easter egg if anything. Lester. Yeah. You know who's Lester and then if you played Skater Die you would know. True. Let's just talk about beach volleyball for a second. Um, You know, the way that the game lays it out for you in Kings of the Beach is that you have this uh, cursor and it looks like a guy who's about to serve a volleyball. Um, Pretty cool design. Looks like something reminiscent of the London 2012 Summer Olympics design. (laughs) They also look like Bart and Lisa Simpson a little bit. if, If anybody remembers those designs, it looks a little bit like that. But you scroll that around. And um, you can choose to do tutorials on each specific move that's done in this game. That's a total of three whopping tutorials for the three different moves that you're allowed to do in this game. (laughs) And uh, in those tutorials, you are forced to do just that thing. They actually, like, lock you into place, and then you must hit those buttons. The other ones just uh, will not work. Uh, They won't uh, achieve a successful result. So once you feel like you've mastered those three tutorials... It's time to uh, go into the uh, carnival tent and register for the big event, which is the tournament. You register there, and then you go to the tournament. And um, as we mentioned, you start in San Diego and work your way through. The core experience of the game is obviously the actual uh, simulation of the sport beach volleyball. So how'd they do on uh, on setting this up? Was it arcadey? Was it realistic? Sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get with these NES sports games.
2: Yeah, you know, this isn't my my first uh beach volleyball game. You know, there uh there was a it was it was definitely a volleyball simulator first and whatever else second, but there was also a dead a al- dead or alive beach volleyball. Um you know what? The mechanics are almost exactly the same.
1: Yeah, I was surprised too. It kind of feels um I mean, it's so simple, like really, when you break it down. But it, it feels good. But the I, I was I was reading some reviews and I watched a couple of videos um, that were kind of complaining about the like timing of it, and the, and I didn't really get that. I thought that uh, it felt really good to. I mean, what you, you do three things: you set, you you spike, and you serve. Really, like that. That's really it. Um, you could also block, felt, block too. Yeah, but it all felt like. At first, when I was having trouble with it, it felt like it was because I was still kind of getting the learning curve. And once I got it, it felt fair. And then I, you know, graduated up to a higher difficulty. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this is like a decent challenge. And, you know, it, I I thought it, it functioned as well as I could ask it to, in, in my opinion, as far as like just the, the basic controls of volleyball.
2: Yeah, I think um, uh, the the one nitpick that I had about The controls of this game is that it sometimes the the game would sort of like lock you into place. Like if you ended up below the ball, it would lock you there, and that's probably for the best because you know depth perception has always kind of been a problem of ours in these uh, net-based games. Um, But there there would be times where I'm trying to sort of uh, undercut the ball so and like sort of jump under it and do like a direct spike back instead of like the standard bump set spike that would give the opponent more time to get into position and sometimes it just it just wouldn't let you do something like that so sometimes it felt like you couldn't really ex not express yourself but uh you couldn't really execute exactly what you wanted to execute it's sort of like no you gotta do it this way but other than that, like i I think it it's a pretty good um simulation of the sport,
1: yeah, I did forget about that actually, but i, I had that issue a couple times too, where it was locking me into place and i I felt a few times like it locked me into a place where it was actually not ideal and i and I missed because of it, but realistically, I probably missed and then was blaming it on that, but it was it's hard to tell,
0: Sean, that's a great point because outside of the movement being a little on rails, especially as you get closer to the net, it, it sets you up for a spike and stuff like that. Outside of that, the game controls exactly as I expect it to, um, in a good way, you know? Uh, there's only so many things you 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 can do, you know? You only have the A and the B button or pressing the A and the B button together. Those are your, like, three options for what you can do uh, to um, to hit the ball. And then the rest is all, like, directional inputs after hitting the ball and stuff like that or um you know setting up for a defensive thing versus an offensive thing like the the actual experience might get a little stale like over time but as somebody who was just playing this recreationally for this week's episode i thought it was a very like not only competent but it just surprised me how well it functioned as a volleyball game
2: yeah like I kinda fell into a hole when I got um stuck in a blizzard earlier this or late last year, um of just playing Mario tennis on the N sixty four. Uh and it's it's kind of just as simple. Like there are only so many inputs and the rest of it is sort of like aftertouch and like there really isn't anything about like how long you hold down the button in this game, but it's it's really just like two buttons and how how long you hold down the button and the directions and that simplicity yet having that kind of control can really make a game like that a simple game like this have its life extended.
1: Yeah, I agree completely because it's it it is it just functions like a little volleyball game <laughs> You know, as weird yeah. as that sounds like and i wonder if you know the simplicity of the controls um and and just what was required to make it function gave them more time to like put into the physics and stuff which i also think feel pretty great like the the i don't know if i it's just easier to notice in a volleyball game because of how much the ball is, like, being popped into the air and, and, and going up and down and stuff. But, like, compared to other sports games, I really noticed, like, oh, that, like, moves like a volleyball feels like it would move. I guess. <laughs> there's lots like, of
2: parabolas. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, but it's, like, but, like, even the way it just, like, it's going faster when you first hit it and it slows down at the top and it speeds up, like, I, I don't know. It sounds like I'm, like, really, like, looking at this with closely, but I, there's so many n e s games I mean I'm thinking particularly of earlier stuff in the in you know like the mid eighties and stuff that we were working with like where like the physics of any projectile feels clunky and it feels smooth
2: yeah, I think what what else kind of just makes the game feel better is also because the game looks really good, like these sprites uh are at once clearly defined and also look pretty realistic and uh the animation like it's a very smooth arc whenever you hit the ball and the ball itself even has some texture to it and there's some movement in the background but that but it's never distracting and you just got a lot of detail and crispness i think the the art in this game is is very good and expressive
0: if you don't know the rules of volleyball you can only score if you uh if you're the one serving otherwise uh you know if you correctly like should have scored that point but you weren't the one that serves now you get to serve and thus um the game can take a little longer than you might expect it's 15 points uh to win the match and if you're not using like the after touch feature of the direction pad at the right time to kind of change where your the ball is landing i found because i wasn't doing that at first the computer almost will never uh mess up that kind of stuff it almost becomes uh like a juggling game where it's just four people having a nice volley uh, <laughs> with the ball back and forth. You have to do some kind of touching, in in my experience of the game at least, to do some kind of touching with the D-pad to manipulate the ball a little bit or maybe be more precise about when you uh, spike the ball to get it to hit a little harder to then uh, hit their faces. There's a lot of... Um, expression and and character in this game though too and one of the things that really surprised me was the ability to argue calls with the referee I think that that's uh just an incredibly (laughs) like future forward thinking thing it's fun it's silly and it makes it okay that like the call wasn't correct because you have the chance to like do something about it And I know we've talked in the past about that with like NFL games and being able to challenge a play and like why should that be a feature in in these kinds of games? But when done appropriately and and fitting the theme of, or or sorry the vibe of the game this is a very like relaxing game and it's fun to go up there and argue with the ref and he'll even give you a yellow card and then a red card <laughs> if you argue too much like it's it's a nice touch.
1: I what yeah, you kick this you kick sand at him. Yeah, if he, uh, if, I, I don't if quite makes the wrong call. Remember how
2: you argue with the ref, my like computer teammate usually did that for me, but it was always funny. Uh, and in that same vein, like if you were to like pull off a pretty sweet point get, um, then you and your teammate will just randomly like high five and butt pat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <so.
1: laughs> yeah. Um, I, I always find it interesting though. I'm curious, like I, I, I am of two minds about the whole arguing the call thing because like that is that does help immersion and that is what happens in in real volleyball or in any real sport but it's like that's an imperfection in the sport because we are not computers i can't know for sure like if a ball was out or something but it's almost like we have the opportunity to fix that imperfection in the sport so like i can see it both ways i can kind of see it being like okay it's cool for immersion but also like hey i want to know like who really won that? Was that in or was that out? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And I think the difference is, is that in, in these kinds of sports, because that actually does happen, it becomes like a part of the game, you know? Uh, certainly, yeah. certainly in tennis too, now like they actually, you know, they have computer replays like nobody else. You know, they actually are able to like determine exactly where the ball was hit on the court and zoom in and if even a little uh, hair of the shadow uh touched the uh the white line then it's still in you know like they they can get so precise with it but Mm -hmm. in this game it's like you know you might miss a call you might not you know you might not want to challenge a call or whatever and that's like the risk that you have to make so there is some kind of like you know management there at least I'm not saying there's any strategy to it but there's definitely uh you know you have to you have to be paying attention to the play at all times and make the the judgment on whether that was in or out
1: Yeah, I mean, it totally, yeah, it totally makes sense for immersion and just because it has become part of the game. But like I said, I'm just like, I can't fully back either side of it. Like, I haven't decided what, like, I would actually prefer.
0: I think, I think I would prefer it to just be perfect for, you know, just for the sake of, like, it is a, it is a video game. It knows whether it's actually in or out and then it chooses to add the randomness. So that is kind of upsetting. Whereas in, like, yeah, in the real world people just make honest mistakes and that's why these things happen. And that's why we added challenges. Hopefully one day we'll just be able to have robot um, referees just tell us, uh, you know, the actual results of everything and we don't have to wait uh, to find out after the fact or through video replay that, um, Oh, actually turns over my, turns out my team was screwed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, if I, if I'm playing this in tournament mode, I think it is kind of fun to, like, make the call because I'm, like, immersed if I'm playing by myself in tournament mode. But I'm imagining also if I'm, you know, if it's back in the 90s and I'm playing, you know, I'm playing against my older brother and and I swear that, like, I just won the game but there was a bad call and now he's like, well, I mean, you know, that's like the, the ref said, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, I wish that the game would just tell me at that point. Like, if I'm playing against another human, I just want to know like who won so there's no so i can uh there's no disputes maybe you should just uh be more
2: choosy as to when you argue with the ref you know
1: right that that will have to be what it is i often wonder
2: how you do have recourse with like the ref like you can argue it i'm pretty sure it (laughs) if it did a wrong call on purpose if you then argue with the ref you you should be able to get it right
1: yeah Yeah, i'm I'm assuming yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it will never actually just like stick it to you and be like, "No."
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm just more okay with it because, you know, I come from a place where my fa- in my favorite sport, we have trouble defining what a catch is. So, you kind of <laughs> you kind of have to take that as it is.
1: Yeah, I do often wonder, Sean, how American football was ever played before you could like review the tape. <laughs> like like it, it must have been a different game
2: no it was just like you know the ref was there he's probably he's probably (laughs) got it or you thought that everything was rigged right which it is but not in any particular way (laughs) it's kind
0: of like how uh, you know certain things are eyeballed for the most part until things get like really serious you know a lot of people just get like yeah yeah he was like that was a first down like you know and then certain times it's like all right, this is an important play. Like, now break out the chains. We got to measure uh-huh. it. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like other times they just give them away, but then it's like, it's, no, this it's is also serious. funny
2: with the chains. It's, sorry to get so off topic. <laughs> it's because, like, the initial spot, like where they put the ball to then measure it with the change, is an imprecise thing. Like, they're just like, oh, it was here, I think. It's like, but then we have to measure it. Very precisely after I uh, eyeballed it anyway i'm uh, we're very off topic now <laughs> yeah
0: no for for true chain measuring or any kind of tape measuring in sports see bocce that is where um you know that's oh, where yeah. things are legit because those balls have been untouched, they are where they are, and then you break out the measurement and make sure that you determine who's actually the closest to the white ball. <laughs> Back on the topic of this game, though, uh, because we're not done with it. Kings of the Beach is one of those games that works with the NES 4 score, which was also released in 1990. It uh, allows for four players to play uh, Kings of the Beach, which means two players on each side, not four versus uh, two computers. Uh, So I think that that's something extra. I'm not sure if there's really like, you know, Joe, did you play multiplayer in this one?
1: no no I, I I should have though I feel like after I started playing it, uh, I was like, you know what this this is definitely a multiplayer, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I was gonna say it feels like there's enough here like to to just be like a fun party game. there's very little like I don't know, it's just such stakes. a little yeah, there's very yeah. little stakes, it's very relaxed itself there's you know it sets you up for where you need to be, and then you just hit it's all about button timing, so as long as you can remember. B does this, A does that, A and B do this. Like, it's only three buttons you got to remember. Uh, I, I think that this one is an appropriate game for the NES 4 score, whereas, like, you know, I'm seeing on the list here are some other games like uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm, I'm like, is that really a four-player <laughs> game? Like, I don't remember. Uh, but that's, I'm thinking of Friday the 13th. We haven't played A Nightmare on Elm Street yet. So we'll see if that's worthy of getting the four-player game. We'll get there. And there's not much to the whole tournament thing. But again, because it's also low stakes, and it's more just about winning matches at your own leisure and, you know, um, going up against different opponents. The difficulty does increase, though. So it's not like, you know, if you've mastered the first beach that by the time you get to Australia, it's not going to be a big deal. It is going to be a big deal, and it is going to be tougher than ever before because these computer opponents, just like I'm sure Sean experienced in his uh, Mario Tennis on N64 bout the computers start to get almost too good it becomes a little suspicious you wonder if yeah, they'll that, ever that make a mistake thing.
2: that pink thing is kind of a joke uh, I forgot its name Birdo? Birdo is an asshole yeah
0: yeah Birdo is an asshole confirmed and Yoshi is evading his taxes <laughs> 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 one cool thing about this game Other than the ability to argue with the refs, because I still think that's pretty cool, even though we kind of leaned on the whole, like, don't do that. Um, The original game box came with press-on body tattoos. Now, come on. (laughs) Nobody should have saved those. I bet that those are like a hot collector's item now. But if you bought this game in 1990 and you didn't put those on your body... You're a weirdo, I'm just going to say.
2: It. Yeah, <laughs> missed opportunity. That should be one of your regrets.
0: What were they of? Like, what were, do we know? I I couldn't find, I, I could try and do another one if you want to just try to like guess what they are for a second. Um, But I have to imagine they're nothing like, maybe it's that cursor logo that I said looks like the London <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm film. guessing. That's one
1: of them, yeah.
0: What if it's just like the pixel art, pixel art versions of Simjun Smith?
1: I'd, I'd I, I would that like too. like the whole like a whole scene like the whole pixel art like court of like a game going on
2: that'll be an actual tattoo that you get one
1: day <laughs> yeah that's if you bought the deluxe edition
2: <laughs> it comes with a $100 voucher to your nearest
1: <laughs> tattoo parlor no it just gives you like the needle <laughs> okay <laughs> and like instructions like how to draw
0: <laughs> yeah still no pictures so if anybody um on the you know on the Twitter or the Discord. The Discord is only for um, Patreon members, patreon.com nostalgia. If anybody has that, would love to see it and not share it with anybody else too. It'll just be between you and us. So don't worry about, uh, you know, this will be completely anonymous and nobody will know that you didn't use your Kings of the Beach tattoos. On the sequels and spinoff side, EA, to the best of my knowledge, would never make another volleyball game. And I say to the best of my knowledge because that just feels wrong. The guys who made the EA Sports, like, franchise of things with so many different sports involved never went on to just like get another endorsement and do another beach volleyball game for like the xbox or something like couldn't find anything pretty surprising would you have expected that there have been at least one other ea beach volleyball game or volleyball game it doesn't have to be beach volleyball it could be team volleyball right you get like 10 people on each side i don't know how that works in a gymnasium or whatever that's like a different <laughs> kind of game why do you need 10 people when this can easily be accomplished uh, two on each side right I don't know I, I don't get as yeah, excited totally for the team sport.
2: one I I would imagine that there'd be another one along the way but I mean you know that's that's just where we are that's how the news goes <laughs> oh and this was something I
0: couldn't confirm because I didn't get all the way through but are you greeted with like a girl in a bikini every time you win one of these like <laughs> tournaments and go to the next one
2: I think so I, I think that happens, and uh, I, don't, I don't think it's the same one in the uh, registration shop, but th- there's a lot of bikinis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, like, the highest fidelity artwork in this game are the <laughs> bikini-clad, <laughs> the greeting ladies.
0: At least for the transition between, now I'm seeing it, between the first and the second one, the, uh, the, the bikinis become um, more revealing, if you, if you know what I mean. Oh. Like, I, first it was a one-piece, now it's a two-piece.
2: Okay, mm. yeah, I kind of get what you're saying.
0: Yes, thank you for picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> also, we never said it, but uh, you don't get to choose who you play as in this game. We mentioned all those characters, but like those are just characters in this game. You have to be um, Sinjin and um, Randy. You don't get to pick.
2: Unless you're playing like a, a versus, then you can pick.
0: Sure, sure, but that's not, that's not my game. In Mario Tennis, that's like something they did in the newest one is that you? um, they had an adventure mode and you had to play as Mario. And that felt weird. I was like, what? This whole game's about all the crazy characters, but I have to be Mario?
2: That's weird, yeah. Then there should be like an adventure for everybody then.
0: Yeah, Sinjin Smith is Super Mario. (laughs) What I'm getting at. Well, the thing that they might have in common is that Super Mario Brothers is on the essential games list. And we're going to find out if Sinjin Smith and the Kings of the Beach will be on the essential games list. <laughs> I had a great time with the game. I- I'm actually surprised I had a great time with the game. I, I-, I like volleyball as a sport, uh, as a uh, recreational activity. We had like a net in our backyard that you had to set up. So it was always a pain in the ass, but it was always like worth it once you did set it up because you remember like, oh yeah, hitting things over the net is fun. It's fun when the net is low. It's fun when the net is high. That These are life lessons to live by. Uh, I I always say that to people. Uh, but more importantly, what I really want to say is that even though this game is fun, it, it, there's not really enough substance here to be on the Essential Games list today. I'm surprised that we don't... Um, I shouldn't say I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised that EA never like followed up on this because it works well. Um, so I'm not sure... I would have liked to see like what a Super Nintendo improvement would have been or what a 3D version of this could have been because it's a very straightforward game that's not incredibly difficult but still manages to be fun, and we need more games like that. So a welcome surprise. Definitely didn't think I was going to give this kind of review when I heard we had a volleyball sports game coming up.
2: Sean? Well, Mike, there is always that other game uh, that I played as a child and probably shouldn't have been allowed to because of of <laughs> you know all the all the bikinis, um, if you ever want to play a 3D beach volleyball. Just just putting that out there. Don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Uh, by virtue of it being beach volleyball, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's, it's very well put together. Um, but yeah, there's not enough here to put on the essential games list.
1: Yeah, it is, like, a little difficult for me to find the words as to, like, why I'm also not voting this on the Essential Games list because I do think that it does almost exactly what it sets out to do. And if you're looking for a volleyball game on the NES, like, this should quench your thirst for that. And I think that, um, you know, we're even talking about how the simplicity of it is a good thing. But it doesn't feel right putting it on the Essential Games list. And, And I guess I would say, like, See our NES golf episode for like it's like a very similar explanation to me where we love that game, but it's just it's one iteration of this on the NES. I'm sure like i I just feel like we've maybe evolved past it it's It's fun, it works for a very simple like fun um kind of like one on one or like party game experience, like you said, Mike, but I, I just think that it's not it's not something that I'm going to say like this is a must play for anyone who's playing video games like i think you need to be like looking for this experience. So i'm going to say no.
0: Next week we have The Magic of Shahrazad, which is some kind of like action RPG, looks a little bit like um Willow in terms of sprite design, I and mean, that's an essential oh, game, man. and it also seems like it plays a little bit like potentially The Legend of Zelda, another essential game. So do you think The Magic of Shahrazad has a chance? Don't answer that Sean and Joe, i'm asking the listeners. Because if anybody listens to this episode or any of our episodes on Spotify, recently I've added a little poll thing to say, like, is the game of the week that we're talking about an essential game? And so far, we are undefeated. Everybody says that the games we say are essential games are essential games. And everybody says the ones we say are not essential games are not essential games. Granted, we've only been doing this since the start of 1990 um, (laughs) with eight eyes, but still, like... You know, we're doing pretty good right now. Let's see when we can finally get some discourse in here. So uh, you don't have to download Spotify and listen to the app there and do all that. You can just tweet at us or you can message us on Discord. Remember, patreon.com slash nostalgia to join. You won't just get access to our Discord. You'll get access to Nostalgia Bites, our next episode, Bio Miracle. I think it's about a baby who has a magical rattle or something like that. I don't know, I'm making it up. <laughs> we're going to play the game though. We're going to talk about it in depth there. So if that sounded interesting, uh, Don't put down $5 just for that because it might not be that game. So check out Nostalgia Bites for the other like 12 episodes we have up. We're 13 now. You know, I don't know anymore. I'm losing track of things. <laughs>